Hunters, and welcome to the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. I am your host, Matt Oscarito, joined by the amazing, the the one only person who puts the word pepper in pepper shaker, it's Christian Humes. Put the word pepper in pepper shaker. I'm trying to understand what that means. Does it mean I bring the heat? I think it means you bring the heat and a good dance. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As I could bring the pepper to salt and pepper. I am going to be happy every day. Yeah, that's ooh, that's good, but you're, you're you're almost there. I mean, look, you're you have there. if you have a meal, right? Cause right, right? Although I I am a big salt guy. Yeah. Everyone owes even if you have the salt, everyone looks around and they go, "Where's the pep?" Dude, the, I think the pep is like where it's at. I yeah. totally agree. Like, you know, salt can you overdo it with the salt, but pepper, yes. yeah. Yeah. You I mean, it's you can. You can't overdo with pepper, but, but who's going to do that? I don't think anyone. It's anyway. so much more obvious. Yeah, and, right? and like I feel like the way pepper comes out, it's like a nice little like sh- 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 rather than a I feel like the salt falls out really fast, you know? Well, speaking of falling out really fast, we've got four characters here today, and only one That's of right. them is going to remain. Let's jump into the first match. Who do we have? Christian, today on the UFC pod, we have, you know him as the one who came back. He was the one who represented Jesus in the fictional world of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It is Aslan the Lion. Ooh, Aslan the Lion is going to have a lot of trouble saving the world of Narnia in 30 minutes or less when he has to contend with the Noid. That's right, Domino's number one mascot who has been responsible for quite a bit of mischief. So let's get down to that match. Uh, let's go. Okay, so you know what I love about the Noid is that it's already like the late 80s, early 90s had a stylistic look to it that it was a little post nightmarish. Like, it's like. Because it's like it's like claymation style that looks real but not quite real. It's something I would feel like you would see in a nightmare. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Well, I, so so that's interesting that you say that because I always really loved the claymation stuff. But I think the problem with it is the cameras we used back then were not great. The yeah. lighting techniques weren't as high as they are today. So everything's like a little dark, and I believe. Our visual standards were lower because it was standard def. So now when you look at things, you're like, why does stuff kind of look dirty and oily? Like if you use claymation today, they'd be using new clay for like every scene. They'd be cleaning everything. Like it would look pristine. Whereas all that like, it looks like you can tell fingers are touching it. Yeah. Right? You can see like the mold spots where I touched (laughs) it, you know? Uh, But that Noid, man, he started that campaign. He's the real. He's the reason why we wanted that Domino's Pizza thirty minutes or less. And yeah, if you don't know who the Noid is, he's an old mascot from Domino's. He also he's, looks old. Yeah, he's a weird character. He's sort of yeah. in like a rabbit suit. It is a man in like a rabbit suit. He sort of looks like a superhero or a supervillain. He has a big N on his like onesie of like a bunny suit. Um, and he steals pizzas. He's like the anti-trix rabbit. He doesn't just want them for himself. He wants to keep you from getting them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is, you know, kudos to him because he he's got to get creative. I like, you know, I mean, Trix got creative, but it was more selfish, and this is more funny. I don't yes. really know. Yes. Now, how are we going to compare these characters? Because the Noid is someone who is created to help sell pizzas, right? Bring right. a face to you know a branded company. Mm-hmm. We had Little Caesar. Little Caesar was magical. Little you know. Pizza, pizza Italian pizza. man, yeah. And who he, can uh, someone pizza through yeah. a spear? <laughs> he wields a spear. He wields a, a magical spear, not unlike a trident. Uh, you know, I think so. It looks like we're going brain versus magic because well, you look at Aslan. Uh, yes, yes, he's yes. pretty magical. Yeah, like he is through his faith, om- almost omnipresent. He actually has like 
a creator himself. He is not... A lot of people conflate Aslan with being sort of like a godlike character, and he's more supposed to be like the son of the god of the universe. Right, 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 right. So there's sort of a in-between there. But yeah, he is a very like omnipresent um, Gandalf-type character. Yeah, definitely. And you know when he shows up at the end of the Lion, Witch, the Road wardrobe, when he comes back, you know, it's like, oh, things... Or the, the evil, the white, uh, the white witch, mm-hmm. the white witch. Yeah, yeah, she was done. So you know. Yeah, and then well, or was it like the the, the ice, ice queen? queen. Ice yeah, queen. the ice queen, the white witch. <laughs> too much, too much Game of Thrones around here. Um, Let's see. I, you he know, has so he has a very Jesus moment in the second one. Yeah, Prince. Where Ka- yeah, no, Prince Caspian. Or I can't, I can't quite remember, but I know what you're talking about. Yes. Well, he dies. Yes, exactly. And then comes back to life. Right. <laughs> it's like metaphorical like Jesus. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's very he's a real John Snow. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's interesting. Yes. You know, something about Aslan. So if we're comparing these characters already, I'm gonna tell you right now that Aslan is uh great with the children. Great with the children. I mean, I guess but also I guess you liked the Noid as a kid. Oh, did I like the Noid as a kid? Uh I don't know if that's true. I think like by the time so here's what I know about the Noid is that he had video games. There were video games with the Noid? Oh, yes. So there's Yo Noid is one of the video games. Oh there's the Avoid the Noid video game. So these were on the NES and the Atari systems. Oh, my um, gosh. You could also get them on, like, PC. Is it a platformer? Yes. It's like a adventure platformer. And in this iteration, this is when they changed the Noid from being a bad guy, just more of, like, an anti-hero good guy. So he's actually, it's like the mayor teams up with him, and it's like, hey, no, these bad guys who are overrunning our city we're going to give you pizza to like, we're going to work with you now to save them. Cause he's always, he's sort of, he was almost like a Loki character. Yeah. Like he was mischievous, but he wasn't evil. Right. And now they're real bad guys. And they're like, well, you're, you're a mischievous dude. How about we partner up? We'll get you your pizzas. You stop these guys. It's a win-win scenario because wow. if the bad guys take over the city, there's no pizzas for the Noid either. Like they have, they have a uh, vested interest in stopping yeah. these dudes. Wow. That's fascinating. Christian. Wow, uh, that's huge, and I love a good old style like platformer. It looks like it plays like Ducktales or something. Look, I I don't know. You're gonna. I think this is ultimately gonna be a fight of can you convince me that Aslan is worse than the Noid? Because it's there's worse. Just, yeah, there's yeah. just so many points on the board. Like just looking at them, like I don't even know how many of these categories we need to actually go through. I wouldn't want to like, hang out with the Noid. Right. I would. Aslan would let you ride him. Aslan Aslan would let you ride him. He yeah. also can speak. Yeah. Which the Noid can speak, but he's like a little high-pitched, like, screechy, evil creature character. There's also, like, a lot of bad controversy around the Noid. Um, There was this guy who went nuts, and his last name was Noid, and he, like, took a Domino's hostage and, like, said that, like, there's all this, like, really bad stuff that happened. And then, since, like, the whole Noid thing was during the 30 minutes or less, that was when they started that. Like, it was an actual thing. Like, you actually would get your pizza for free. Um it actually ended up being really dangerous, like, because, like, the drivers felt like they had to get there in time. And so, like, there were accidents and people were getting injured. Yeah. Someone may or may not have uh, – there may have been a death related to a 30-minute or less incident pizza delivery. Wow. Uh, so that, I think, was one of the things that ultimately, like, ended the reign of the Noid combined with the uh, controversies. But, like, you know, he's like a he, – He's a memorable character. It's why he's in the bucket, you know? Like, we have a whole section for mascots and branded characters because they have penetrated our pop culture world. Right. People know Avoid the Noid, even if they don't know what it is. Yeah. But But, unfortunately, 
uh, compared to other mascots, I don't even know he's got what it takes, man. No, I mean the Michelin even, Man was I better. Think the Michelin Man was better, and even the Seven Up Cool Spot, yeah, has like a better game. Yeah, and I mean, I just don't like. I feel like we're gonna have to spend more time on some of the other characters here. I don't want to just like rush through this, but like if we want to just tick off a couple boxes, like he can't beat Aslan in a fight. Like you said, you're not going to hang out with him. We don't actually have a lot of history about who he is. So, like, character arcs, things like that, like, they're just not applicable. It's the hardest part of, like, the mascots. We have to include them in this battle because some of them have been fleshed out in other mediums. Like, Kool-Aid Man. Kool-Aid Man is one of the strongest mascot battles we'll ever probably have. Yeah. The Noid is a crazy, insane character that I would like to see them bring back and do stuff with. Yeah. But I don't think there's enough there for us to, to, to keep going. I don't think so either. You know, I you know, uh, even to this day, I'm annoyed. So, goodbye, Noid. Into the void, Noid. Bon voyage, Noid. I feel like you could have just used his actual catchphrase of, looks like we're going to avoid the Noid this time, and Aslan's going to move on. Oh. <laughs> I totally forgot that was his catchphrase. That's the catchphrase. Like, because that's the other thing about him, you know, right? It's like, you don't, it's that's like, the thing. You don't want to see him. You don't. That's the whole thing is like, avoid him he's such a lame character everyone wants you to avoid him like how could he win yeah so. sorry noid onward <laughs> okay dodgers are 14-1 right now 14 to 1 that sounds like a boring game that was a quick match matt who do we have next oh i'm very excited because this is actually i loved this show growing up um and we have the probably the ultimate imaginary friend Someone who couldn't live with some with his front partner, couldn't live with his friend, but was still seeing him every single day. And that, of course, is Blue Regard Q Kazoo, a.k.a. Blue, from Foster's Home from Imaginary Friends. He's a re- he really is a fictional character. He literally in, in is. In all regards. Yeah. Um, well, Blue is going to go up against someone with a bluish-purple hair. Oh, yeah. The one and only Major Moriko Kusanagi. This if I pronounce that wrong, apologies. Uh, you did very well. Thank you. Actually, you did very, very well. Thank you. Yeah. So Major is the protagonist, I would say, of the Ghost in the Shell series. It is an ensemble cast, but she's definitely the lead character. She lives in a cyberpunk universe where she has pretty much lived the entirety of her life in what you call a shell. She's the Ghost in the Shell. They're basically, these are cyborg humanoid bodies so her brain and her consciousness like everything has moved into this body but she hasn't actually lived in a human body for for most of her life like much of her backstory is actually unknown outside of some like flashbacks and some of the things later that they flesh out but there's a lot that's a mystery about her and she'd never spent a lot of time as a regular like normal human um so it's, it's a very interesting character and she lives in a very like noir cyberpunk world where she is fighting cybercrime Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So think think like the Matrix, but if the real world were the Matrix. So like people are able to like hack into each other and change things in the world around them because everything is so connected to the internet and everything is so technologically advanced, but it actually is the real world. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, dope. Yeah, it's very cool. So how do we compare these two? Because we have someone that lives we have the, you know, a very strong female protagonist. Yeah. Who is really unique. It's like one of the best cyberpunk like style series i think that's been made and then we also have one of the most clever and unique fictional character series because all of the like lead characters in the show outside of mac yeah mac are are, are literally imaginary, imaginary friends yeah yeah w- where do you think we should go with this to start who's a better friend 
Is that Beer Buddy or is that that's kind of a different question? That's a different question than Beer Buddy. Who's a better? We never. I don't think we've ever asked that. That's kind of a different. We're gonna have to add it to the list. We have to. Yeah, why have we never thought? It's of been that? a while since we've added something to the list. That's true. That's a good one. Thank Who's you. a better friend? Like loyalty? Are we talking? Well, I guess it defines. I guess it's a little reliability. To the uh, like who? Who? Yeah, I guess it would be as if who would be on your side and stand up for you uh-huh. and always kind of, you know, is loyal. I think it's yeah. loyalty. Who? Who is there for you? Who is a better companion? Wow, that's a really interesting question. Ma- I mean, Major obviously spends a lot of her time with her co co-workers i guess i would call them they're really like her adoptive family because mm-hmm. they all sort of work and live together in a manner of speaking um but blue is literally at a foster home yeah but and he was he was put there because you know max mom says he he had to because he was growing up or if i remember correctly yeah it's so the foster's home for imaginary friends is literally a foster home and when kids grow out of having an imaginary friend, this is where they go. And I can everyone see other, everyone else's imaginary friends, or only I think kids that still believe in them. I can think it's see kids, them, right? Yeah, and they they come in there to adopt, and like yeah, whole thing where Blue almost gets adopted and stuff like that. Like, yes, yeah, right. So they tell Blue he can live there permanently and not get adopted so long as Mac comes every day because yeah. Mac didn't want to get rid of him. Exactly, he was mate. His parents were like, you can't have an imaginary friend anymore. It's like, okay, psych. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So that's a – I don't know because I think, like, Major's been in life and death scenarios, but Mac and Blue have, like, such a pure young friendship. It's – you know, I, that's unquantifiable almost. That's true. But also, like, I would actually say Major would be, though, because Blue is actually really selfish. He's incredibly selfish. Yeah, like he'll throw Mac under the bus and stuff. He's like, he's kind of like a con artist, you know. Yeah, but isn't isn't part of the whole thing with the imaginary friends that the reason they are the companion to their human is that like they provide something that the human doesn't have, and Mac is sort of like a shy, introverted kid, and Blue is the thing that like helps him like experience more life. So although like maybe it brings a lot of chaos into Mac's life, that's like the thing Mac actually wants, which is why he goes to him every day. Oh my god! I don't think I ever realized that as a kid. <laughs> Ooh, Christian, that's so deep. I never thought of that. That's pretty cool. So I guess it's a wash. <laughs> yeah, it's a wash. Look, it's uh, a- that question's out of the bucket. I, I, they're, they're both, they're both great friends. They're both re- really reliable. In fact, I think that's going to make a lot of the categories we normally have like irrelevant. So we've yeah. got to try and find the things that make them different. And I think it's going to be the more mature context versus the more childish context, which in the past was sort of the thing that cost Ash the win versus Dr. Who. But I don't know if that's the same here because the mediums are so different. Um, I do think that like blue and Mac teach children a lot of really great lessons in right. their friendship and the journeys they go on. Yeah, that makes sense. But then, but then, you know, but major like it's like a, a character that we don't really get to see much. No. And it's a super strong, that kind of breaks the tropes of, I don't know, like I feel like up to that point, lead anime char- female animated characters were just like Sailor Moon and Magical Girl stuff. Oh, this is kind of like more... Yeah, I mean, I think that's tough to say because I feel like now, I mean, there's still less women than men for leads, but it has gotten much better. By the time Major came around, I feel like there have been people that broke that glass ceiling. Oh, yeah. Like, she wasn't necessarily the first. Yeah, yeah. When, when did uh, Ghost in the Shell come out? I don't remember. Like, early 2000s? 
Uh, I think the the nineties. Late nineties. Yeah, late nineties, mid to late nineties is when this started. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, look, let's okay. Major's gonna win in a fight. Major. So anything that involves like a serious context, Major's gonna win. I would absolutely go drink a beer with Blue because he'd be wild. Oh, he'd be so fun. Like that. He is he's just a party. That guy. Parties. He's a party. Yeah, he is. He is. He brings the party. <laughs> he's the manifestation of a party. He is the manifestation <laughs> of a party. That is absolutely true. Um, let's you know. Let's look at the list. I think we should look at. The I think list. we gotta look. I at think it. we this gotta look a little, at the list here. It's a little too. Yeah, it's, they're too different. They're they're very different, and they're also really Good not that like everyone. In the, yeah, it's like not that everyone in the bucket isn't a great character, but they're both very strong characters. Yeah. I would say. Um, so I'm looking at my ultimate factional character cheat sheet here. So cheat sheet. Everyone's got one. I don't know cultural impact. I don't think either of them. Have yeah. like a strong. I don't think they're, so. They're decent sized series and franchises for themselves, but you know, again, I don't think what Ghost and Shell did was groundbreaking necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Um, there have been other w- women characters that were more important, and we've already discussed a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, there's still more left. Uh, fictional impact. Who's had a bigger impact on their universe? Major. It has to be major. It's got to be major. It's got to be major. She's so like in some of these more serious things, like character arcs and challenges. Like that's still going to be major. Same with competency. Yeah, major. Yeah. Um, now, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I like if if it's if it leans that way, I'm like I think that's okay. You know. Well, it is, but I think I think we should just uh, let's yeah, just. Oh, yeah. I think because I don't know how many of these we're going to really need to break apart. But this is one I think actually Blue is a better character on growth. Major is a character that since she doesn't have a lot of a past, it, like she's always discovering her identity and making the right choices. But she's sort of in this chaotic world where she's always trying to do the right thing and stop bad guys, which it deals with like political intrigue and corruption as well as like these corporate espionage. And it's like a really crazy world. But um the highlights of the show when they do give her moments as a character to grow and change are very small. And although blue is always sort of this chaotic force in max life. Yeah. It's like every episode ends with a lesson. That's true. At blue regard. Sometimes the most chaotic characters hide the best. Oh my God. It reminds me of like Zach Morris. He's like, right. He's like Zach Morris. Right. Kind oh of. man. He's back in the bucket, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, I hope he comes up. Uh, <laughs> And this is unlike the Noid, though, because the Noid was a chaotic character, but there was no, it was just, he was just always chaotic. Yeah. Like, that was, likability, I would immediately go to Blue. I think Blue's super likable. Blue is a funnier character. Uh, clearly, Motoko Kusanagi is, is shippable. Yeah, I mean, super shippable. She's a, they, they, she's a very sexy anime woman. Yeah. That's what they, they made. Yeah, yeah. Um, she is definitely more intelligent. Uh, emotional capacity, I would ask. I would actually say it's a wash because Blue is such a – he's, like, such an extrovert. He does it, like, to sort of close him off from right. other people. Like, he's he's so rarely sincere. But Motoko's always so sincere, but she's so, like, straightforward. Like, mm. sh- like you never see her hanging around having a laugh. Yeah, that's so true. So it's, like, they're neither of them. Like, same with their range. Um, here's one. So authenticity and originality, it's, like, I would maybe flip a coin on both. Personal relationships. I don't think we've – have we had like imaginary friends? No, I mean like I guess Sesame Street kind of is like yeah a bit of that, but yeah, I mean I don't know. He's just like he's just a blue blob. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is cool. I I would give him originality, but I would say she's more authentic. 
I agree. So that's why I'm like, I like those like wash each other out personal. Like, I think what it comes down to here is I, I am looking at these now, like personal relationships, internal relationships, character history, um, fear buddy. I feel like it's a slight lean towards major here. I think so too. And it's a very small, slight lean. Right. Here's my only concern is I feel like I can champion blue better. And here's why. Um, major is a character that, as an anime character, she goes through, it, you know, it's very similar to, like, what we run into with comic books. Extreme scenarios, world-saving scenarios, life-or-death situations, a lot of superpowers. They're all very interesting. She has to make a lot of important choices. Yeah. But there's so little slice of life that I feel like we don't get to know enough about her. And I feel like Blue, although he's so rarely given opportunities to do something, like, big and important... His whole thing is like who, like you know who that character is. Yeah, you do. And so, although like I think on some of these she might have like a slight edge. I think on the ones where he wins, like by being a better friend, by being more likable, by having more growth, I actually think he wins in like a larger margin. Now we've never done it this way. We've never weighted the points, and I don't want to start suddenly weighting the points. So I think like we we need to figure out like how you. F- I want to know how you feel about it because I'm just worried that although like maybe she's like a point or two higher. I don't know. I I don't know, man. That's a really tough one. I wish I knew more about Ghost in the Shell because Major is like I I know like I know how much of an impact she's had on some people's lives. You know what I mean? And like to the point where people were like in flames with the whole Scarlett Johansson yeah. thing. Um, like to me. I don't know. Just I think what she represents is is pretty big. Yeah, that's true. I think I might be downplaying her a little. And if I start to think about it, um, I feel like I actually could argue for her being a more important character over Aslan better than I could for Blue. Not that I'm like specifically taking a side here, but um, I might just be trying to push for Blue because I loved Foster's Home for I, my friends so much. I really do too. Man. I think this is like I have a little bias coming out here. Yeah, she has the points. I don't want to suddenly start weighting them because then it calls everything else we've done into question. I think it's um, major, dude. I think I do think as it's much. Major. I I love Blue, and I also could go to bat for Blue, but yeah, I we're also two men, and I'm trying to think of it from like a, a like yeah. If like Michelle was sitting here or yeah. Emma, and like. You know, I feel like with the, what Major has done for Absolutely. them is like a huge deal. Like Blue is kind of like his personality is similar to a lot of other characters that us guys have had. You know, uh, now I'll say this: I've I've watched all the Ghosts in the Shell. Like I love it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really, really. I even saw that terrible movie. Oh, it was really uh, bad. Visually, it was great. Sweet. Visuals were great. Movie was terrible. Visuals were great. Um, yeah, she she deserves the win. I yeah, think I think so too. I think she deserves the win. I, I actually like we didn't go through all of them, but like personal interpersonal relationships, maybe her personal relationships are a little weaker, but like she has real character arc and she has real inner per- like she has an internal monologue. Blue does not. Yeah. Blue is essentially Max internal monologue. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think we're giving it, man. Yeah, I think it it should it should uh it should be major. So, it looks, looks like we're like, kicking out of Oh, you got it. Well, yeah, I was just thinking it looks like uh, Blue's going to have to find a new child. I was, yep, yeah. No, it's so sad. That's so sad. Man, what a great character, though. But we are, unfortunately, you know, disappointment happens to us, to the listeners, and I'm pretty stoked for Major, too. So let's move on to the final round. We have Aslan, the lion, versus Major from Ghost in the Shell. All right, 
I'm not a big Aslan fan. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm um, really not. I didn't really care for him uh, growing up. I got, I understood it, and maybe like maybe it's because I was going through some stuff with like I used to when I used to attend church. I was like, this is oh, dumb. this is so interesting because I was about to bring up the exact same thing. No way. So I loved Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe growing up when I was a kid because I didn't see all of the like same. religious connotations. Oh my in god, it. Christian, um, you're reading my mind right now. And then once I did, it sort of like soured it for me a little. And that's just personally because I'm not a religious person at all. Yeah. Um, but I also know like that shouldn't be a knock against him. Right. Because right. it is totally a fictional story. But there is so much of it there that his character, I wonder if it's like it's it's just it's so strong and it's so obvious once you know about it that he is basically Jesus because C.S. Lewis was like a very staunch like Christian or Catholic. I can't remember which sect of Catholicism or Christianity was, but regardless, it's like almost like he's limited yeah. by the character because literally the only person who's more magical in Aslan is the person who created, I think it's called like, it, it's not the all father, but it's like the all knowing father or something like that. Um, I can definitely look it up, but he, he's literally the son of him. And he's like the physical embodiment. Like, he's literally basically Jesus. He dies and comes back. The only being more powerful than him is that person. That person doesn't really have a physical state. And he created both Narnia and the real world, that person. Yeah. So it's like, I'm just like, oh, Like, it's really, to me, it's like, it's just so on the nose. It's just so in your face. It is. But this is, I think, the, oh, my gosh, by the way, it was the White Witch. No way. We were right. Was, we, we were, were right. we were right, we were. and I think we just we just because of the White Walkers and everything, we yeah. just felt like we were wrong. But we actually were correct. Um, I think that there are some things about Aslan which are are different from at least the way people think about a Jesus like character. We at least should try to argue for Aslan the Lion. He's a war leader. And yeah, yeah, because he goes into battle and he, he also like literally fights things. Yeah. Like it's not. It's at least. Depending on and Jesus wasn't a talking lion. That's well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, we don't know. <laughs> I, I wasn't there. Maybe he was a talking. Lion. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sequel to the Lion King is <laughs> he uh, in the movies, right? I think Aslan is sort of maybe one of the best things though, because when he shows up in the movies, it's wild. And maybe the only thing crazier is when Santa Claus shows up. Does that happen? Oh yeah. Did you never see the movies? What Santa yeah, Claus yeah, shows he up? Gives them like their swords and their gifts and stuff that they're gonna oh, need later. Oh, is that in line of the Witch of the Wardrobe? That's it, or I is that later? Is that maybe that's? The I don't remember I Santa Claus. Or but like, but now that you're talking about it, I remember someone giving them their gifts. Yeah, that's like, Santa Claus. That's, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's a, that's pretty. I, yes, that's pretty silly. It's super silly. That's pretty it's out there. Super silly. Um, so let's let's let's. Let's just think of him as Aslan the Lion. But I'm definitely going to say that, like, for cultural relevancy, I do think that he's a character that um, people don't feel like they can relate as closely to anymore. Yeah. Because I think it, it's he's written from a time that has, like, they need to readapt the books. They need I, to I, modernize I, I, them. I agree. Yeah. Um, if they're going to ever redo the series. And so we're going to keep all of that in context. But so cultural impact, you have to give it to him, though. Right. People who have it's, never seen Narnia know who, who Aslan is. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is uh, might be a tangent. Like, Aslan, or Lion of the Wardrobe, 
introduced like Christians to magic. So like, why couldn't they? Let, why wouldn't they let me read Harry Potter? You know. Anyways, that's a tangent. But you know what I'm saying? I do. It's just so stupid. I do. It's literally the same thing. Yeah. Whatever. Because there's no dark. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a whole thing. And it's just the one church I went to. I'm not. No, know. it's the whole world. No. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> it's uh. So you got to give them a cultural impact. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Fictional impact. I would say. You know uh, what? Mm. Here's what I, I want to. I want to break our own rules for a minute here. And I think oh. this is the problem that we have with Aslan. Okay. So we've talked about characters being too powerful mm-hmm. or having too many things that they've done. And then it be, they like they become difficult to talk about. And then like we almost want to disregard them in some ways. Like you have to limit them. Yeah. How interesting can a character be that like because he's so omnipresent and he is so powerful and he can come back to life and he always shows up when you need him. It's He's not a real character as much as he's, like, a force of the environment. Absolutely. Right? I think you nailed that, man. Like, he's not. He's just kind of he's just kind of there. Because, like, like he's course, just his presence that doesn't really have a... I don't really know. I can't tell you what his, like, personality is. Right. Or, like, who... You know what I mean? Who hey, is Aslan? Who is the man behind the mane? He's, like, the who writer. Who is... The lion. He's the he's the writer. Because even when he has great moments, like he goes off and sacrifices himself and it's like, oh well he sacrificed himself. It's like Yeah, but like what it was is like the writer found a way to make a character that feels beloved like save the other characters. Cause like they put yeah. them in a place that was like, Oh no, how are they gonna get out of this? And they're like, Oh no, not the like not the lion. We it's love like the old lion. Superman. Yeah. And it served a purpose for that time. Did, you know what it, I mean? Like it did serve a purpose, but it's but it's like boring. <laughs> Right, because you love the world, so you love the character, but like he's really more a part of the world than he is someone who lives in exactly the world. And, and Major, you know exactly who Major is. You know her struggle. You know right. like her her good her the good things, the bad things about her. Like she's just a way more like complex and complicated and yes. interesting character. And that's and that's with the fact that like she actually doesn't know a lot about like who she was or like yeah. where because she never really had a real like human body or at least like we don't know how much there was time spent like that and like that's sort of her whole journey. It's like what kind of an identity can you have if you don't even like know where you came from? Um but like so when you when we when I look at our list, our cheat sheet here, yeah. it's like at the beginning I feel like well Haslan's gonna have to win this because like of course he's got the bigger cultural impact and in some ways the fictional impact and like oh he does these incredible things but then like when you start talking about all the categories that have to do with him as like a real person, like, it's almost a, like okay, bro, a character. It's like well you don't grow. And it's like if I were to if I was like a little kid and I gave myself superpowers and then I I, yes. I can fly and have laser yes. beams and Ugh. I can use gravity powers, you know. And it's like I can read your mind. Does he actually have a lot of emotional capacity? Like because he has so much love for everything. But like, what does that mean? That doesn't like it. He he is too many stats. You know, it's like it's yeah. like if someone modded the character creator, you put in some cheat codes and you just pushed everything up to ten. It's like well, then none of this matters. Yeah, nothing can stand out. It's like well, of course he's super intelligent, but you know what? He's not. He's not shippable. He's not shippable. He's not shippable no. to most people. Simba shippable. To not. some people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I Dude, I think we know. Yeah, look. I, I'm just like, he's he's like a boring, I feel like I knew it from the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know. But I do, I mean, we got to we gotta say some things that Major would beat him in just so that, like, yeah, it's, for it's sure. fair. Like, look, if you took away his magic, 
put yeah. them in a ring, she's going to win a fight. Absolutely. She's going to win a oh, fight. Oh, she'll know how to take if down a lion. you put them in her world, she's going to win a fight because his magic, he doesn't have access to outside. Like, I don't even know if he can leave Narnia. Right. Um, it seems very limited. And then if in her, his world, sure, he would probably win. But, like, also maybe not. He sort of sucks. Um, when it comes to actual, like, character, internal, personal relationships, she wins all of them. She has more dynamic range. And who are you getting a beer with? I don't want to get beer with Aslan. No, he'd be he'd judging be you. Like, he'd be judging you for drinking. He'd be like, well, is that non-alcoholic? He's like, do you, are you planning on driving home? And I'm like, no. Yeah. Get out of here. Like, you know, it's like, are you, it's just, come on. Get out of here. So I think, uh, I think it's, it's time we close that wardrobe and, and we go, we go back to the real world. Oh, Christian, we were just, we were just 75 years old and now we're just back <laughs> to being little, little podcasters. Oh, <laughs> Do you remember Christian? Do you remember the feeling? I do. I remember the Christian. The your Turkish voice delights. The same. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Turkish delights. Uh, what were those? Like they're chocolates? like not. No, they're like not really fun. They're like they always sounded so good, and then you find out as an adult. Well, like yeah, of course they sounded good, but like then again, any food that's like from that era sucked because everyone lived in like poverty. So the I idea of like like, br- like frosted brownie that's like, like it's like frosted dough. It's like not even that good. They're oh. not great. Turkish delights are great if you're like 80 and you lived through the depression. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Matoka <laughs> ma- Majors going on to the division championship. Hell yeah. Yeah. Who do you think Majors going to go up against? I guess we should find out. I guess we'll find out. We should pull from that bucket. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. This is our favorite part. Oh man, man. I, I'm sorry if any Aslan lovers out there, whatever, you know. That. And I don't mean to offend anyone. If you you have religious beliefs, oh, no. strong or otherwise, it, it's just simply that like his character. It's not even like we're talking about Jesus. What like we're talking about a character that's like someone's trying to write Jesus into a fictional narrative, and then is like literally just like, well, what are the highlights of the whole Jesus story? I'm putting him in a talking lion. And it's like, sure, on the face that sounds cool, but then he does nothing else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I feel good. Let's pull the bucket. Here we go. Pulling a name. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Christian. Maybe Matt. But enough of this and that. All right. Let's I have pick the, a name. I have the first one here. It's going to be Hello Kitty. Ooh, a San Rio figure. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, Hello Kitty's pretty iconic. All right, but <laughs> speaking of iconic... All right, Hello Kitty is gonna have to go up against <laughs> Mitchell Michelin Man, Michelin Tires Man, the yeah. mascot for the Michelin Tires. Ooh. Okay, that's a weird one. A little mascot battle right there. Ooh. Yeah. All right, then for our next round, we got who? Yeah, Christian. Okay, so this is a great one. This, yeah. Lara Croft. Oh wow. Okay, but Lara Croft is uh is gonna have to go toe to toe with Phil Coulson. Oh my God. Yeah. Have you watched the new Agents? I haven't seen it. The new season? Yeah. Like, Agents the, the, of like this year's season. Yeah. Like the newest one that either ha- just ended or. Uh, uh, I lost. I watched one that just ended. It's got like Clone Coulson or whatever. Clone Coulson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, he's evil. Evil Coulson. Evil Coulson. Does he have a mustache or a goatee? <laughs> he does, does he have, have a goatee? A, oh. <laughs> he doesn't have a. Should. Or like a, a Troy Barnes evil goatee. Yeah. That'd be and, great. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, we are on a roll. Look at that. Well, I, I don't know. Christian, thank, I just want to thank you, man. 
Oh, thank you, Matt. You know what? I would like to thank our listeners. Go ahead. Please share our show. Tell your friends. We would love you to do nothing more than that. If you could share our show or leave a review, it would be incredibly helpful to us. We would like more people to listen. I'm at Christian Shore Humes. You're at the Matt Acevedo, and we are at UFC Pod. I mean, all of our contacts also in the details on the show notes, so you don't That's have right. to write that down. Check it out, man. Absolutely. Guys, until next time, uh, thank you so much. We'll see you soon, Hunters.